It's the B-List on the new 105.5 Sports, live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse with Coach Dave Wing here in studio. And on the phone right now, we have the managing editor of Bruins Daily. His name is Tim Rosenthal. Find him on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal. And, of course, follow Bruins Daily on Twitter as well at Bruins Daily. Tim, uh, haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks, but the Bruins got a nice three to one win yesterday. They play again tonight, um, and and Rask seems to be really stepping up in goal, hasn't he? Yes, for sure. And in fact, I'm actually on my way to New York as we speak on um, Amtrak to Solo Express here, so uh, <laughs> this is the first uh, for the show uh, for myself. So congratulations. All right. Yes. But, again, Tuka Rask, uh, uh, stellar again. He's in mid-season four. And I think there was a little bit of concern how he would fare after having that concussion a couple weeks ago. He's picked up right where he's left, uh, he's left off. He's playing his best hockey of the season. This is usually the uh, same time frame uh, where he picked it up a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to see right now. The Bruins are holding on to a playoff spot and there may be a chance to uh, get up to second place tonight depending on what happens with uh, Toronto and Ottawa. And then, of course, you had a typical Patrice Bergeron night in the south of good. Yeah, you know, I was looking at the stats. That's his 1,000th game. And the, the only other Bruins, Ray Bork, Johnny Busick, Don Sweeney, and Wayne Cashman. Uh, yeah, Quite a feat for him to get a thousand games in as a Bruins player. Yes, for sure. And I think the Daniel Char is actually pretty close to getting a thousand with the Bruins as well. I know there have been a handful of Bruins who played a thousand NHL games in general, which is quite an impressive in and of itself. Bergeron's in the week company with having his first thousand games with the Bruins, as you mentioned there. And, um, you know, hey, he's hit me, and he can't tell this one to He deserves to be in that group of uh, players as well. Yeah, and you know, I really like the uh, the uh, the pass by Pasternak back to him for him to score that second goal uh, in his thousandth game. That was a nice touch. Uh, yeah. I I think the fans appreciated it. The media certainly did. Uh, nice. Uh, Nice gesture uh, to to a guy who's been uh, a true Bruin for a long time. Yes, for sure. The ultimate respect to um, one of the Bruins' greats and a future great, I think, in David Pasternak. I think, um, well, it's not a goal that will put on the highlight reel or even a, uh, a, a touchy assist there. He um, does have that little assist that he could share with uh, Bergeron there on his highlight reel, for sure. Now, we haven't talked to you because uh, – we had a fill-in last week, uh, Matt Castle, yeah. but uh, the other Matt Castle, as we told him. But uh, in the uh, skills competition at the All-Star game, because Pasternak won the uh, the accuracy for shot contest, and that was always uh, the Bailey Wick of uh, Ray Bork. He won it all the time. And I see where Bork uh, sent him a tweet and kind of kind of gave him a hard time about it. Took him five shots and only. Only took Bergeron four. I can't remember exactly what he wrote, but something along those lines. I thought that was kind of cute. Yes, and um, it's a little different from when uh, Bork uh, yes. uh, did, a skill comp- uh, did the accuracy tuning as well because you have all the LED lights going off there. So a little more difficult. I would love to have seen uh, Bjork 
uh, Bork tried that. I have no doubt he would have done well even um, with the targets uh, changing hands every every step or two along the way. Well, and I think that they had is uh, an extra target in there now also. Yep. I think There's when Bork did it, there were just the four targets. So. Yep. Uh, it looks like you just you already talked about Rack, but you know, uh, in typical Cassidy style, uh, he called out the defense. He wasn't yeah, happy. He he pretty much told us and everybody else that uh, in his style, and but they've come through these last two games incredibly well. Yeah, you look at one situation in particular, that four-minute power play they had until late in the third period. Yes, Tuka had to make some timely saves there, but I thought they did a very good job holding that um, Matt Barzell last year called the trophy winner and that skilled Islanders power play. Um, of the uh, prime scoring areas and only playing themselves for one and done. So, um, in the last two games, they've only allowed one goal. They were a little bit of a scare in Washington there at the end because they were heavily pushing for that equalizer. But they held strong, and um, you've got to give them credit right now for stepping up a little bit. Well, I think, uh, and again, getting the first win in 14 tries against Washington, that, that was yeah. a nice little plus. Uh, but, I, again, I think one of the things i, I got to believe that's helped them a little bit is uh, having everybody back now, knock on wood. They've played some games together. You're always going to have a little kerfuffle where you, you, know, you don't play that well, and, and it allows the coach to get on your butt a little bit and maybe focus on some things in practice that you maybe have gotten away from. But uh, it's nice to have the regular crew, all six defensemen, uh, going on all cylinders and, and playing really well defensively. Yes, and I think this is the best uh, defensive unit has looked for uh, quite a while. I thought uh, I think there have been some pretty good players along the way. I think Grizzlick, Matt Grizzlick has been one of their better defenders. Uh, and then you look at Brandon Carlo, the season that he's having, he's taking a major stride for it. He's been for a pretty big payday since his um, – Entry-level contract expires this year, him and uh, Charlie McAvoy. Says, well, and uh, speaking of McAvoy, I think it's taken him a little bit to uh, get back up to speed, given his concussion and uh, another injury uh, that he had to deal with earlier in the year. But I think he's um, stepped up for the last couple games as well. Well, I think, you know, you take a young guy like that that just burst onto the scene. He only played in the... Well, two games, and then he was in the playoffs his first year, and and I think we've expected him to be Ray Bork and Casser incarnated, and that that just isn't going to happen. But I no, I think he, you know, and then he had a little, like you say, kind of stepped back a little bit. Uh, he's great offensively uh, as an offensive defenseman, but I think there was some lapses defensively. I think he looks like he's kind of corrected that. Uh, he's focused much more on the defense while still giving them the offense they need. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, the points will pile up eventually. I think it's been one of their – him and Tori Krug have been one of their better uh, – or two of their better puck movers. Obviously, Krug is a, pro- a proven offensive defenseman there. I think McAvoy is going to come along as well and develop that uh, two-way game reminiscent of Drew Doughty in uh, Los Angeles there. He had a lot of comparisons to him in the draft. I can see where, uh, where they're right on that. I think Sally's a little bigger though, size-wise, but um, McAvoy is slowly but surely uh, becoming blossoming here, I think, um, as we approach the uh, latter half of the season here. 
the uh, we we've had this annual weekly discussion <laughs> about that you know needing another forward and they brought guys up and and whatever. So two part yeah. question: What are you thinking about the guys that have come up? They sent uh, uh, for Sika Carlson back and 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 uh, Donato down and brought him back up and so on and so forth. And also trades. What? So what? What are you thinking on both those fronts? Well, we only have a couple more weeks to discuss uh, potential trades, right? Yes. Because we've yes. got the trade deadline coming up on the twenty fifth there. So, uh, well, I do think the Bruins are going to need that upgrade in the second and third line. Nothing has changed all season long. We've discussed this, and um, and what I, even though I like Pierce Waters on that second line, that big goal last night uh, to get the Bruins to two one lead right after the offside review. Um, Shortly after the offside review was successful there, a good challenge there by Cassidy. And Bretzky challenged, though, because at that offside review, um, had they uh, had they kept the goal, the um, Bruins would have been on the penalty kill again. But a successful review nonetheless. Anyway, a little bit of a change there, I know. But Solar, getting back to Solaric's second line, he's like faked, what, three, four goals uh, since he's come up from Providence. He was the leading scorer. Down there, he had a little bit of an injury battle uh, during the first month or two of the season, but he's caught right back up. It, um, gave the Providence Bruins a little bit of a lift when he was down there. Now he's giving the second line at least to start temporarily. Whether he's a long-term answer there for this season or not, I don't know. But uh, he's a good man with the lineup caught for sure. Trent Frederick, he's uh, looking big and strong, still looking for that first uh First goal there, but I think he's, uh, especially in that fight Tuesday night in his debut, I think uh, he's become a fan favorite instantly. And you look at Donato and Forrest back at Carlson, I think uh, maybe they'll be up again, depending on, um, uh, as part of the Black Aces, depending on where things stand between now and uh, the playoffs with both teams. But uh, they're hitting their, uh, they both hit hit a wall over the last month or so and I think they need some a little more seasoning down there even with Donato, even though Donato has a little bit more upside I think and then as far as trades our Timmy Canarin is big cog now, and I think he expressed his desire to leave Columbus but, he, but he's in the final year of his contract there and wouldn't give up that much for a rental we discussed this with Rick Nash sure. Rick Nash trade last year and you uh, Probably thinking it's going to cost more the Bruins more to get Panarin than it would Rick Nash. So maybe they wait until the offseason and try to sign him to a big contract. I don't know, but they need important. They need uh, upgrades in the middle of the lineup. Whether it's Panarin, whether it's Wayne Simmons, even though he's declining a little bit, I think he'd be good for a good short-term uh, boost there. You got Jacob Silverberg and. Anaheim that they had reported interest in. Anaheim's falling off the map now. I think they'll become sellers at the deadline. But you are, and, but speaking of that, buyers and sellers, I don't think there's as many teams selling right now just looking at how crowded the standings are. So a lot to touch on, I know, there. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see over the next few weeks. Hey, Tim, the uh, going back to the uh, replay, uh because I have some definite feelings. I mean, I want him to get it right, and and I certainly this was a good call by the by the Bruins to ask for a replay. 
Uh, I like the 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 piece where if you if you call for one and you get it wrong, it's a penalty. I, I kind of yep. like that. Uh, then you're not doing any frivolous ones. But uh, I was in riding in my car coming back from calling a, a, a game and listening on the radio on 105.5, and um, it took forever. And I, I'm just thinking, I feel the same way about NFL replays. If you have to slow it down and watch it 25 times, we're wasting the time. You, you get yes. a couple looks at it. You got 30 seconds. If you can't decide in 30 seconds, you make a decision, move on. And uh, I know they're all afraid that people can look at it this morning and say, wow, we looked at it and that, that was a wrong call. Well, get over that. You know, I, I just think they take, in, they take way too much time on things like that. Yeah, I know they have other factors to um, look at as well, uh, especially uh, with the game clock uh, and whatnot. But uh, that took way too long, I agree. And the NHL has the benefit of showing a replay right on that blue line. I don't know if you caught the broadcast, but as Jack Edwards mentioned, they have the benefit of watching a replay on the blue line before everyone else. They're not showing it that type of replay in the stands. I don't think they do even after the fact, but hey, you, you've got that benefit. They, it, and it shouldn't take two, three, four, five minutes to uh, to uh, decide there. Now, like I said, maybe there was something else there that they um, had to look at, like time and um, where the base off should be and whatnot, but you got you got to make a decision quicker than that, where even all things considered there. Well, Tim Rosenthal, Bruins Daily. Always a pleasure talking to you about the Boston Bruins. Uh, Of course, you can follow Tim on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal. He's the managing editor of Bruins Daily at Bruins Daily. And we'll talk to you in a week as uh, Bruins have uh, quite a number of games, it looks like, between now and then. So we should have uh, plenty more to talk about one week from today. Appreciate it. Yes, very busy schedule between now and the end of the season, including next month. So, well, I'll plenty to talk about for sure. All right. Tim have, Rosenthal, thanks so much. Have fun in New York. All right. Yep. Thanks, Bell.